Despite every effort to lose that game, the Florida Gators beat the LSU Tigers 82 to 80. We're going to talk about it here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another bonus live episode of Locked On Gators, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. Happy Tuesday night, almost a very sad Tuesday night. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter, WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Giants Country and NFL 33. And man, um, not all wins are created equally. I want to say that one uh, before I say the next part where I'm going to seem like a a Debbie Downer type. I'm not going to pretend that I'm happy with that win. (laughs) I'm just going to say that. I'm not going to pretend that I'm happy with a game where Florida was up 14 at the half. They were up... uh, Oh my God, Ben Simmons is in here. Ben Simmons, Brooklyn Nets legend. Ben Simmons is in the chat. Oh man, what's up, dude? Uh, I bet you to get three and a half points the other night. You got zero, zero field goal attempts. Wild stuff. Um, but I'm not going to pretend that I'm I'm super thrilled with that win. Uh, Florida shot four for 17 from three. And I get it. There's just days where they're not falling for you. They were animals from mid-range. I mean, four for 17 from three leaves. You had 29 from 51 from the field, which is pretty damn good shooting percentage from two at least. But it just, it's one of those games where I cannot get over the amount of times that this Florida Gators team has had the lead at the half, a sizable lead in the second half even, and either lost or almost lost the game. Like, that's just stuff that I can't get over because it's a consistent theme with this team. Like, yeah, congratulations, you beat LSU. One, this isn't an L- a good LSU team. And two, that's a consistent theme that when you get to the SEC tournament and when you get to, hopefully, March Madness, buddy, that's going to kill you. And it shouldn't be a thing that happens as often as it does for Florida when you consider they've got good guards. And, and I feel like in college basketball specifically or especially, guard play in big moments is kind of what makes the world go around. And I joked about it, was it Sunday when Florida played Auburn? Uh, I joked about it, Florida was up huge at the half and I was just like, I sent a message to the subtext group and I was like, Hey, like, I don't know about you, but I hate that. I don't feel comfortable with a big lead here. And tonight I felt pretty comfortable. I'm not going to lie. I felt pretty comfortable up 48 to 34 at the half. I ended up taking a a little bit of a bigger lead there in the second half after going on a short run uh, after what, four minutes in you were, you were up more than 14 And then it just, again, teams just go, okay, let's just, we can chip our way back. And that is a 
terrifying thing for me, at least, that teams can just constantly chip their way back in against Florida because they know that Florida's offense can go pretty damn cold at any time. Like, it, it can just happen. Um, Sunday, thank you, Antonio. Uh, I forgot if it was Saturday or Sunday. It kind of all just mashed together. Um, but it, it's also one of those things that's incredibly frustrating because it tends to happen when Florida just goes ice cold as a unit. Like they, they just go ice cold. Florida had eight turnovers in the, in the entire game. Florida unsurprisingly dominated on the rebounds. Like they, they dominate the glass consistently, especially on the offensive side of the ball, but they just have these moments where they just can't figure out a single freaking thing on offense for long stretches of time. And it's far too consistent where, yes, you won the game. I'm not going to pretend I'm happy about it. Well, okay. Obviously, I'm happy about winning, but I'm not going to pretend I'm happy with the quality of the win when we've got a Florida team that just is so wildly inconsistent. And consistently, that's the thing they do consistently. Blow big leads in the second half. Uh, Riley Kugel made a jumper with 12 minutes and 8 seconds left in the second half. And then Florida didn't make a basket again until four minutes later when Tyrese Samuel had an and one. That that was the last, they went almost four minutes of the second half without making a basket, without scoring a point. I, I said make a basket as if they had free throws. Without scoring a point, they went almost four minutes to do that. And that is atrocious. They had 66, and then they did not score 68, and then they scored 69 in the same sequence because it was an and one. And then so they scored that with eight minutes and 39 seconds left. And then they didn't score again until six minutes and 35 seconds left. So there was a stretch from about 12 minutes and 10 seconds left in the game to six minutes and 35 seconds left in the game where they made two baskets. Two, or we'll say, I guess, three shots because one was a free throw after the end one. But that's way too long a stretch. Six minutes of a 20-minute half is insane to not be able to score a basket at that point. And then they took another minute, and then it was just like, it felt like as we were watching that game, as we kind of, when LSU cut the lead to 10, that's when I was like, oh my God, they're going to blow this game. They're gonna blow the game because I got comfortable, and that's that's how I that's how I perceive it. I got comfortable, and so Florida had to blow the game uh, because the Auburn game. I was texting Zach Blackerby, the host of Lockdown Auburn, and I was like, "Hey man, I'm gonna be pissed when you guys come back into this game." Um, and then he was even he was like, "Yeah, like I could see it happening." Uh, and then luckily it didn't happen. But man, like you can't go just completely ghost as frequently as Florida does in the second half, specifically in the second half. Like it's not common that they come out in the first half and lay an egg, but in the second half, they do it almost every single game like that. They have a sizable lead. And I don't know what it is. If it's, they go into the locker room and they're just like, yeah, man, we're the shiznit. Like we're like, I don't don't know. I can't say the actual word I want to say. So I don't know if that's what they're doing. Like they're just like, Oh yeah. Like, look at us. Like we're hot. You know what? We're hot stuff. Uh, and then they just completely overlook everything. I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like something has to change. Similar to how football with Billy Napier, we're like, oh, like you need to change your process, your pregame process, all that stuff. Maybe Florida has to do that for basketball 
at halftime because the second half sucks far too consistently and far too frequently. And maybe Antonio, maybe somebody got witchcraft on us. We were just dealing with the Louisiana folks. So you never know what they're going on because they're, they're a wild bunch. Uh, if you have anything you want to get to in the chat, let me know. We're going to get to that in a minute. Before we get to that, though, we are going to get a quick word from a couple sponsors. This bonus episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. It's 150 bucks if your bet wins. And I want to let you know, I'm not even pretending when I say this. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. Cashed a bet that was Nicole Hardman and Jawan Jennings to score a touchdown. It was insane. It was plus 9,000. Like, it, it was it was ridiculous. Just want to point that one out. Uh, and I, I feel very good about it. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Remember that FanDuel is an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. This bonus episode of Locked Gators is also brought to you by eBay Motors with passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. And it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance, which Florida could use in the second half of basketball games. Just saying. There were 122 million parts to choose from for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your parts guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. So the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car to the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And remember that eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day, every day, wherever you listen to the podcast, YouTube. I know right now we are live. And uh, yeah, I, I want to thank you again for joining me because this is, it is 1030 almost Eastern time. Uh, so not, not easy to go watch that game, spend the final few minutes of it just in the internal angst of just like your stomach twisting in knots, or it could just be me. Uh, that might just be me, but uh, it, it's not easy to go see that and then come in here. So I appreciate that and, and to hear more about it. But uh, who, who was it that just said that? Keely said, if it's not free throw shooting, it's inconsistency. And that's the thing. Like like tonight, it was a lot of things that happened. Like overall, yes, you won the game. We're happy you won the game. I understand I'm being critical. That's because not all wins are created equally. I said the same thing when. When Florida beat Charlotte 22 to 7, when Florida football beat Charlotte 22 to 7, I'm like, look, I'm happy that you won. A win is a win, but not all wins are created equally. Other wins are, like, some wins are evaluated differently than others. A game that I think you should handedly win and then you barely win, I'm happy you won the game, but I expect more of you. And that's what this game is. Like, this is a game where Florida should have won by. I'm not saying they should have won by 15 or anything, but like I thought this was going to be like a, a, an eight to 10 point win. Instead, you were blowing them out and then you blew it again. And that's the frustrating part because it's also not just a one off sequence like with Florida football. It wasn't just, oh, 
Charlotte kept you close. It was that that happened after the Utah game. Then you had, of course, the McNeese and Tennessee games. But in a month, you had the Utah game, and then you had the Charlotte game. And then you look at the 2022 season where for football as well, where it was like, all right, I was really pissed about the USF game, the South Florida game that you won. But again, that was right after your Kentucky game, which was a piece of crap performance. And so it's like there's way wins are weighted differently. They are. And this is a game where Florida should have won handedly at home, at home against a 12 and 11 LSU team. 12, yeah, 12 and 11 LSU team now 12 and 12 at home. You should have won that game by more than two, especially when you were leading by 14 at the half. Like, there's no excuse to almost lose that game. As a team shot four for 17 from three, that's 23.5%. LSU shot 11 for 21. It's a huge gap. Like honestly, the fact that you won a game where the other team shot 30% better than you from three is pretty impressive in of itself. Florida shot 12 for 20 from the free throw line. That's again, 60% is, is again where Florida falls back. And, and granted, a lot of that was Riley Kugel went 0 for 3. Not that it was a lot of him, but you know, Florida had eight missed free throws. He individually had three of them. Walter Clayton had another one of those nights where he's just not hitting his shots consistently. I mean, two for eight, one for five from three, um, one for five from three. So it's just one of those games again where it seems like a lot of guys aren't showing up at certain areas of what they're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, Q. They always seem to go cold in the second half. And I don't know, because this this is a team that they live and die by the jumper. That's what they do. They they love to do that. Um that's that's wild, Matthew. You just said live and by the live and die by the three. I literally exact or at least when I saw it pop up was right when I said they live and die by the jumper. I don't know if it's that their legs are getting tired in the second half from shooting that many jumpers. I would imagine it's not the case when you know you've got nine shots made at that point or nine shots attempted at that point i don't know what it is if it's that they need longer breaks is walter clayton jr played 35 minutes zion Poulin played 36 minutes tyree samuel played 29 minutes and like tyree samuel also should not be playing 29 minutes and that is not a knock on him at all he's just generally a pretty physical and hustle player and like that's insane to ask him to play 29 minutes when you have alex condon and thomas hall and and so for me i feel like the second half is still an issue for the Florida Gators. Like, it's just still a thing where they just can't figure it out for the life of them. In fact, did they make... Yeah, Zion Pullin made a three in the second half. Was that the only three? Walter Clayton made a three. Is that it? Is it those two? They didn't make many... They didn't make many field goals in the second half in general, so wouldn't shock me if those were the two, especially considering they shot four for 17. So uh, wouldn't shock me if that's how it went. And... Yeah, yep. Those were the two they need to make. They or those were the two they made in the second half. Uh, maybe they need to go to the bigs. I don't know what the hell it is because again, I'm not a I'm not a basketball genius by any stretch of the word. However, I can recognize and identify that this is a team that consistently blows it in the second half, and that when you get to the games that really matter that's going to be a pain. Like the Auburn game, good for you. You had the big lead. You maintained the big lead. In fact, you might have even extended the lead from what you had at half to what you won by. Um, 
I'll, I'll pull that up real quick before we go. So like the Auburn game, great, good for you, congratulations. However, you've got quite a few games coming up where they, they were up by 16 at half in the Auburn game, they won by 16. Um, you've got games coming up though where like you can't you can't screw that up. You got Bama coming up in a week from tomorrow. You've got South Carolina at the start of the month and then Alabama again a few days after that. You got Vanderbilt next week who Vanderbilt just beat Texas A&M who beat you. So, uh, yeah, this is just this is a team that needs to figure things out because we're getting to the point where you got what? Six, seven games left? Seven games left. And you keep having these breakdowns in the second half. And that's just unacceptable because when you get to those games that matter, things are not going to go your way. They're already not going your way. They're really not going to go your way if you continue to do that same crap that you've been doing in the second half of games where you should be winning these ones pretty handedly. Right? Rough stuff there. Um, Will Fisher said they they go less aggressive offensively, try and kill the clock. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. That's we talked about that. Um, was it the Kentucky game? I forgot which I forgot which game it was. Uh, where they oh the Georgia game I think it was where they were just like dribbling out and then heaving terrible shots because they wanted to kill the clock. And it's like you can kill the clock and then have a decent shot pick and roll there, uh, like just something. Like you could be like, all right, we're gonna dribble it out till there's. 11 seconds left, even nine seconds left. And then we're going to run pick and roll, pick and pop and see what happens. Uh, and then they, they're just like, and actually instead we're just going to dribble around oh, two seconds left to heave it. Like, I don't know what the logic is there, but it's bad. I, I know that. I know that's not a winning process. And that drives me absolutely crazy. Uh, Brett Brown said, Kugel's either a momentum killer or totally unstoppable. Yeah. He's, he's J.R. Smith. Like he's either just, He's J.R. Smith or he's Gerald Green in 2K. Like he's just unstoppable or you're not making a single shot with him. And it's absolutely wild stuff. But hey, going to be in the NBA at some point, right? Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day, or I guess considering the time, your last listen of the day today, at least. We'll be back tomorrow to have more Florida Gators football. We're talking about fixing that pass rush because needs to be. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Giants Country, NFL 33, um, the analytics and the process. We need to get more consistent in the second half. I'm going to check my eligibility. Do it, Antonio. As long as you got legs, they can play defense. So be it. But as always, I will see you all next time.